0: Alrighty, welcome back to episode four of Ignore the Whistle. I'm your host Anshul Dhandapani, and I'm joined by
1: professional NBA Two K Eleven We Player Andy Wang.
2: News trouble.
3: Dugout.
4: Diamondasis. Sahan Yalavarthi. The first time this year, Udit Meta.
0: Alrighty, <laughs> well, let's let's get into it. All right, so. Playoff reactions from last week. Let's start with Packers Rams.
1: What do you guys think? Uh, I mean, we all know we all know the Packers are going to win. We really and need that.
5: Andy's opinion on this matter.
1: <laughs> yes, you need my opinion. I'll, I'm the Packers expert, bro. But um, but for real, like we we dominated them. Like that number one defense got shredded. Even though Aaron Donald was like in and out, but like even when he was in, Elton Jenkins was was working him. And then, I mean. I mean, Jalen Ramsey. He didn't play. He didn't play that bad. He played pretty decent, honestly. But I mean, the the Packers just have too many weapons, and the Rams kind of sucked. So I think say. the
3: Rams. I think the Rams had a chance, uh, in the fourth quarter, to take like back momentum, especially when the fumble happened. But you know, yeah. Aaron Rodgers got onto that, and mm-hmm. like that was honestly, in my opinion, watching the entire game, that was honestly their only chance of getting yeah. back into it. And they kind of – I wouldn't say they blew it because, like, you know, Aaron Rodgers underdog, it was yeah, already so. – yeah, it was already, like, going to them. But that was their only chance, and they couldn't capitalize on that. So, it was kind of expected.
5: Yeah. yeah. It, looked, it looked like they were making, like, a little bit of a surge, um, like, early in the third quarter. But, um, mm-hmm. I mean, the, the Packers team right now is pretty dominant. That offense is rolling. Defense is rolling. Um, Sir, they look pretty unstoppable right now, but let's see what happens this week.
4: I'm yeah. going to take Stephen A. Smith real quick and say Aaron Rodgers is a bad, bad. man. <laughs> that was a phenomenal game. I mean, against the number one defensive <laughs> league, everyone – no one gave them a
3: yeah, – Yeah, 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 yeah,
4: yeah. People, people were saying that in the last five years when Aaron Rodgers played the number one defense, he's 0-5. All that stuff going on, Aaron Rodgers answers with a phenomenal game. I mean, that mm-hmm. pass to Devontae, that was amazing. Jalen Ramsey on the sideline was very upset. Even though it wasn't completely his fault, The sub, they have made a problem switching. But still, wasn't that like a short pass on the one yard line or something like
1: that? Like that was yeah, the quickest son- release I've ever seen, bro. That thing yeah. came out on fire. Like a bullet. Yeah, that, it, it was an amazing. <laughs> thing. You guys
5: say Michigan will always be better, always. Hey, be his
1: hey, hey, bro, but you can't deny this. This man, Aaron Rodgers, has the most beautiful deep ball I've ever seen. Like, it's I mean, just honestly, like, that is true. That, that throwing
5: motion, like he just kind of like tosses it, you know? It's like it was like 70
2: yards. Yeah, yeah, it's
1: just he's it's incredible. Crazy.
5: Definitely incredible to watch. Um, In fact,
1: The goat. If I wasn't
5: a Bears fan, I would definitely uh I would definitely love him, but we can't really do that.
0: All right. all right. I think we talked about uh Packers game, Packers Rams. Now let's get into Bill's <laughs> Ravens. You know what I'm saying? I mean I think we all knew who was gonna win this game, let's be honest. Bill's <laughs> offense is rolling, but what do you guys think?
1: This was one of the most boring games I've ever watched. Like, I couldn't even yeah. finish the first half.
5: I literally like, said, This is going to be game of the year. And then I'm like, Oh, yeah. When I say <laughs> this is going to be game of the year, it's going to be like the worst game of the year. It
1: was terrible. They had what three missed field goals in the first half. Justin Tucker missed two off of each crossfire. Like, it was bad. It was so boring.
4: Yeah. I ran the Bears game Lam- a couple years ago. Yeah. Lamar. Lamar Leave me Lamar needs alone. Weapons, okay. We've been bro. through enough pain. What did you but say? Son? Lamar
3: needs weapons. He, like, needs weapons. He like needs weapons. He can't do anything everything by himself, people hate on Lamar because like, oh, look, he only gets, he gets 163 passing yards, but then he gets 120 rushing yards. Oh, he's a running back. He's a running back. But like, dude, he has literally no weapons. He he had Mark Andrews last year. Mark Andrews was popping off last year. And that's why that's a big reason why their offense like propelled them to a 14 and two record. But, you know, Mark Andrews has been like extremely disappointing this year. Marquise Brown, I thought, and Anshul definitely knows this. He thought, you know, <laughs> he he would make a gigantic leap, but like he couldn't do that either. Like it's not entirely his fault, but still. Like, but Lamar needs weapons. Nah, I, I hate like Marquis Brown.
0: People. I hate Marquise yeah, Brown. Marquise yeah, he Brown. screwed
1: Anshul's yeah. fantasy team, bro. That's why he hates That's him. true. But I mean, Lamar
5: I still got second place. Mark I still, Andrews, place. I still Andrews, got second place. Literally, I needed I needed like 1.3 points for him, from him, and he could not get it.
1: So <laughs> it I'm on you, the I'm you on the Marquise Anderson chain.
5: I don't I know, you weren't in I contention playing.
0: anyways. Okay, but it was early
5: on. It was early on, so at least I had a chance. <laughs> I want a six-game win streak too. Don't forget that.
0: Don't forget
1: you drafted Michael yeah, from Thomas zero six, six, Okay, six shut up. up. <laughs> we're not going to all right, we, we can um, talk about fantasy. We can go all day, yeah. all day, For that. But so
4: for Sahans point though, like you're giving Lamar too much credit. Like he's been very inaccurate this season. He's been mis- missing his receivers so much. I'm all agree. Holiday, like he's had. a hollywood he's had a few drops but i still think if lamar has to step up his game especially in a playoff game against the bills who are probably the second best team if patrick mom was in that con- it's only because patrick was in that conference that they're not super bowl contenders um i think lamar jackson needs to play better it's not entirely the fact that he doesn't have weapons i mean mark andrews is good if he could utilize him better i think they would have had a better chance yeah.
0: What do you nice. guys think about what do you guys think about Lamar running the ball too much?
4: I think it's uh,
1: fine. Yeah, I it, think it's I mean, fine. If, it, if it
5: if it if it works, like what was the record again? Like ten and six or eleven and five, one of those. Um, I mean, if it works, it works. Like he still had a pretty really good season. Like I'm sure any team would love to have him as quarterback.
0: The um, only thing is, the only thing I have to say about his running a lot is he's more likely to get injured. So, right, right. and he's also your like franchise quarterback. So, like, yeah, that's it's really like what you want to think about there. Like, in my okay, like, I'm not, I had Kyler Murray in fantasy, but this has nothing to do with that. But <laughs> the way when he runs the ball, it more seems like he's like running away from people and he's like a little kid. But you know, he's not trying to like run into like the middle of everything. I feel yeah, like Lamar yeah, does that. It's yeah. more likely to get injured. But, anyways, let's transition into Bucks Saints. So, yeah.
1: Anush, you got to kick us off Drew Brees um,
0: disappointing, disappointing um, performance. But yeah. yeah,
2: this game was kind of surprising um, um, since like the Saints won the first two matchups. Facts, but facts. Um, I mean playoff Tom Brady like never d-
1: disappoints. So I guess Gunners. that just will do. Exactly. Yeah, I mean the Saints what they beat him thirty eight to three at the Bucks home. Like I mean I think. Obviously, I didn't expect the 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 Bucks to. Um, I thought they would honestly make it a close game. I still thought the Saints would kind of win, low key. But like, it was a it was a good game. But at the end, I think the Saints' offense. I think it was that loss was probably on Drew Brees three picks, and he just couldn't hit anything. Honestly, so it was it was a rough game for Drew Brees. A bad way to go out for him. I, I think,
3: but I gotta give him. You gotta give him credit for like all the injuries he's like gone through this year. Yeah. I think. Apparently he had, uh, went through – he had, like, some broken ribs. Yeah. Uh, um, he something collapsed torn labrum. Yeah.
5: yeah. Like, so, he was through really... a
3: lot. It was a valiant effort. It was a good effort for his last season. But I do think, like, unfortunately, it's, like – it's hard to say because, like, Drew Brees, like, you know, obviously we all grew up watching him. But, like, it's it's kind of hard to say. But the Saints, Saints' loss was definitely, like, almost entirely on him. The defense yeah. – the Saints' defense played to the best of their abilities. You know, um, Alvin Kamara did his thing, but it was really on, it was really on Drew Brees. Like even yeah. Jameis Winston came in for one play, <laughs> got a fifty-six yard bomb, but you know, it was on
4: Drew Brees. It was a sad way to go out, but it wasn't yeah. completely on Drew Brees. I mean, Alvin Kamara and him, one of his picks, like that was a misunderstanding, miscommunication. He probably would have not thrown that pick had there been better communication. Um. But more than the <laughs> loss, I mean it's just like just saddening to see how Drew Brees, his legendary career, first ball at him Hall of Famer, is ending the three pick game.
1: Just it's just not like him. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I we I think we honestly gotta like send a search party, honestly, to look for Michael Thomas because I mean I know he was okay, injured. There we go, guys. He he evolved, man. He evolved He evolved. He, evolved. he <laughs> injured. Yeah, I know, but come on, man. Zero catches and in- Probably the biggest game. I'm pretty
5: sure life. he's supposed to have surgery, but he delayed it just to play in this game. So like,
1: yeah, but he a bomb. But
5: he's not eh. the first
0: pick in the fantasy draft. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> exactly.
5: So I should be saying he's a bomb. I have Rip more to call the bomb than Andy does, but like, I still, lo- I still think he's a top five receiver in the game.
1: That's cap. That's and cap. I don't think it should cap. be disputed. He's number he's four for me. By the way, he's number six for me. But okay, we, we, we discussed that. Shut up. We discussed that. He's number five. Nah,
0: nah. All right, anyways, let's let's talk about last game which is Chiefs Browns. I expected a better effort from the Browns, but I don't know what you guys choked. thought.
2: They choked. Almost they, they almost chance.
0: won.
1: Yeah. They, they almost won. Quarter, they but should they have scored
2: it. one more touchdown, but okay. they uh, missed the call. Oh
1: yeah, the, um, that helmet to helmet. Yeah. Oh yeah.
2: I was that's even, even yeah. with that
3: blown call, they had a chance and they kind of blew it. Yeah,
1: they, and they the choked.
3: defense the defense choked as well like uh normally like on that fourth down play anyone would you know try to draw them off sides but like the Chiefs went for like one of the riskiest plays you know going to yeah. the side and going with Tyreek Hill but the Chiefs I mean the Browns defense couldn't stop that either
1: so it was yeah. honestly even
3: even with the blown call like they had the opportunity but they still blew that too so yeah. Like, that, I mean, they let Chad Henney, like, run for, like, 20
5: yards. I mean, that's just that just kind of unacceptable. Like, you let a backup QB just kind of, like, just take over, like, last couple of plays. Like, you can't do that, especially to a backup. And especially, like, if Patty Mahomes wasn't injured, like, there's no doubt in my mind, like, it would be a blowout by then, by that mm. point in the game. I mean. Um, like, I we already ask. saw – we already saw that it was trending towards the Chiefs' favor by a long shot when, when Patty Mahomes was playing. I think that would continue – um, so I don't even know if they deserve to play up, to win that playoff game if they did win, but they didn't one. So it doesn't matter
3: <laughs> to be honest, though, what that game really revealed to me, plus a lot of other games throughout the season. I know the Chiefs went 14 and two, but like, I don't know, the Chiefs seem vulnerable, dude, mm-hmm. like, like, yeah. they really do like that first season with Patrick Mahomes, they seemed unstoppable last season, even though they went 12 and four, they seemed unstoppable this season with their best record under Patrick Mahomes, I think, they don't seem unstoppable. Yeah. I, I think they seem like they're getting lucky in a lot of games. Um, Like, for example, that game against the Raiders, that's when I was like, dude, really? Against the Raiders? I mean, the Raiders raiders were doing really good, like, in that portion of the season. But still, like, you know, uh, like, they seem vulnerable. And I think that Browns game really did
4: show that, especially with the blown call, so... I definitely yeah. agree with you. When I think about that game, I don't think about the Browns losing or the Chiefs winning. I think about it that uh, Kevin Stefanski got outcoached by Andy Reid. I mean, it wasn't even about, like, the Browns playing bad. It's just Andy Reid just uh, inherently, like, with a backup quarterback, just outcoached Browns. Um, He picked calls that the Browns wouldn't expect. for, And for arguably the coach of the year, it was too much for them. I still yeah, think the Browns yeah. put up a really good effort, though. It was commendable for going out there and playing against the best team in the AFC.
1: Mm-hmm. I think that game was more on the Browns' offense, honestly. I know you guys talked a little bit about the defense, but I feel like, I mean, they, they did a pretty decent job, as good as you can, probably, containing that offense. And it was just on the on the Browns' offense to, to go out and make a few plays, which they couldn't do. Not just at the end of the game, when they had that, that drive at the end, but Um, just throughout the game they just kind of squandered a bunch of opportunities they had some good some good opportunities but it was I mean I commend the Browns they they played pretty well for the most part but I think they left a lot on the table honestly they could have played a lot better probably beat them
0: bright future who would have known the Browns would get this far but (laughs) anyway let's uh, let's see
5: let's see how it goes usually this is is a brown type of thing they'll like hype everybody up and then they'll disappoint so let's see what happens
0: yeah. Yeah. yeah all right so all right so now we're gonna get into Packers Bucks I think personally I think this game is gonna be like a really really high scoring game that's what I like anticipate but
1: I think the Bucks will win. So, yeah. Mm.
0: Yes, sir. Mm. Yes,
1: sir. All right. Look, look, we got we got two Packers fans in here. Usually we only got one, but we decided to show up. But, um, I mean, as a local Packer fan, you know I gotta go with the Packers because I mean they they're not that Bucks defense. They 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 did really good that first game, but I think without that pick six, that it would have been a blowout. But obviously the Bucks come on and make plays, and especially against the Saints, um, they only scored nine points that whole game off um, just straight um, drives, like not off turnovers. So I think the Bucks' defense really thrives off of turnovers. And as long as the Packers do not turn the ball over, and especially in that cold weather, I don't think um, the Bucs are going to be able to get going offensively. And I think this one's going to be at least probably a 10, 15-point game, honestly, in my opinion.
2: This will be a very close game, but the Bucks will win because – you're a Bears fan, baby. Most yes, playoff sir. wins. Um, two very good wide receivers. Best run defense. Very good pass rush. They have what it takes to beat the Packers, and they will do it the second time this season.
1: A small cap. a small cap. I as an unbiased...
2: Surprised.
3: As an unbiased... No, you are non- biased. No, you're biased. unbiased. I don't by, want to hear any of that. Okay, shut up. Let us be. I hate okay. the Bears. Okay. But... I honestly think that the Packers are going to win this one, okay, because I get that the Bucks defense has been rolling, and I get that Tom Brady and the uh, offense is like the most like, like talented wide receiver core we've ever seen, but you got to keep in mind Antonio Brown's out, okay, Antonio Brown and Tom Brady have been balling the past few games, and he's uh, Antonio Brown has been Tom Brady's main connection, so that's a big blow on offense. And I think the Bucks' defense—they've been rolling, but like once again, like I think it's like I think it's a fluke. To be honest, I'm gonna be honest. I think. Why do you fluke. think it's a fluke?
1: Yes, it's a fluke.
3: Why, Why do you think, I think it's, a, it's fluke? a? I think it's a fluke because I think in the earlier parts of the season, like they weren't doing so well. I think the main part it, it all comes down to the buck secondary that's that, that's really what it is okay the because the linebackers have been playing great the um, d-line is the bucks d-line is always known to be good i think it really comes down to the secondary uh, based on based on them if they play well i think the bucks will win but like to be honest i still i still think rodgers and as andy said like the bucks thrive off of turnovers and I don't think Rodgers – Rogers is obviously not like someone who gets a lot of turnovers, so I think overall the Packers still have an advantage here. But I could mm-hmm. be wrong. Yeah, I. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it's a fluke. Like you could make that argument for
5: the Titans last year. They made that deep playoff run. They did not do well early in the season. Um, Sahan, your Colts, Andrew Luck Colts, they didn't do well early in the early part of Pain. the season at all. Pain. Um And they and then they just caught fire. I think that's what's happening with the Bucks. Um, with that being said, I am going to pick the Packers
0: to lose this one. Let's go. lose this one. They're going to lose. Oh, my God. Lose. Um, oh my God. Bro, nine, you literally Actually, have you know, the Tampa Bay flag as your profile it. picture. I'm just going to
5: jinx it. Like, Packers are totally going to dominate this game. Uh, Tom Brady's probably, like, he's easily second best to the go Aaron Rodgers. Um, like, <laughs> this shouldn't even be a game. It's going to be a go out. Um, yeah, like – like, <laughs> Like, I think the Packers are going to lose this one, to be honest. I was trying to jinx there. You couldn't tell. Um, Yeah, I mean, they're a very well-rounded team, arguably the best – the most well-rounded team in the
4: league. We'll see if that works in their favor. Here's what I'm going to say. This game against the Buccaneers, after the week six loss, like, if you take that out of the picture, all 16 games the Packers played – they never were really out of it. Besides the Bucs game, their loss against the Vikings, their loss against the Colts, they were both in the game. The Packers have had almost a perfect season. And Aaron Rodgers, after the Six loss against the Bucs, said it was a bad practice. I really think that this Packers team is the most dominant team in the NFC. The, mm-hmm. But the playoffs... Yeah, I don't think day. that's up for dispute. The playoffs is a new day every day. So literally anything could happen in playoff, Tom Brady. But in the frozen tundra, going through Lambeau Field, Tom Brady might be fine, but his wide receivers, the rest of his players are going to feel that cold. Yep. I think the Packers have home field advantage. I think Packers have Aaron Rodgers red hot wanting to win the Super Bowl to prove those haters wrong that were like not at the start of the season and Nyan, obviously.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: But I also think that uh, this win is a statement win for Aaron Rodgers' legacy. I mean, if he can't make the Super Bowl this year, it's very unlikely that he will be able to. The mm-hmm. near future. He's 37 years old. He probably has five, six years left. Oh, that's a lot, actually.
0: Not the stretch, but yeah, I, I.
4: But he he really need. I mean, if he wants to be in that goat discussion, he needs another ring.
1: That's that's fact.
4: This okay. year is his best chance. I mean, this Packers team is the most dominant that has been the last decade, besides yes. the 2010 yeah. Super Bowl win.
1: I think this team's better than that team, honestly. I'll be honest, yeah,
4: they were the sixth seed that year.
1: Yeah, this team is good, man. We we go into the chip, baby. I'm calling it. Okay, I'm not gonna jinx it though. I'm gonna knock on wood though. Devin, on you already wood. did.
4: you already did. Devin White though is the only player I'm I'm concerned about on the Bucks defense. Peter on on
5: on on he's one of the most dominant. Coming off an yeah, no but he's player.
1: 350 pounds coming off a fractured Dude, leg. It does,
5: okay, I still think he's he's still one of the best at no tackles in the league. He's coming
1: off a fractured leg. How much you think he'll play? He's
5: coming means. off a fractured leg. He already 300- got activated.
1: He's it doesn't matter. He's still. He's not gonna push it. What are you talking about? We'll
5: see. We'll it's see. It's like a
1: sumo wrestler playing with an act with a broken leg. Belt. But he's really
5: good. Like.
1: But he's three hundred fifty pounds. Big,
5: some big lug out there.
1: He's also three
5: hundred fifty pounds.
2: In the league without him, so I mean, uh, that's yeah. cap. That's cap.
1: We'll see. But, what happens. Right. We'll see. What happens. All,
0: right, <laughs> let's, let's all right, guys. Let's let's transition over. This is getting a little heated. But uh, all right, Chiefs Bills. Personally. I'm hopping on the Chiefs band. I mean, not the Chiefs. Sorry, the Bills bandwagon. You know what I'm saying Bills Mafia. So I got the Bills here.
1: But yeah, what do you guys think? Mm, mm. Uh, I got. I, I I think I'm gonna go with Bills. Honestly, I like the upset potential right here. Even though I don't, it's not. It doesn't seem too much like an upset because the Bills have been really, really good this year. But I think um, they, the Bills, just they've looked really good offensively and defensively, and. I think the the Chiefs have just they just kind of look shaky this year. Even though they haven't played um like terrible enough to lose, they just they've been on the verge of losing like um like we talked about earlier. So I think I think the Bills can take this one as long as Josh Allen doesn't force a lot of a lot of passes and commit too many turnovers. But I think this one should be a good game.
0: Also, Bills have like hella momentum right now, so I'm yeah, out yeah. there.
1: That's true. Good point.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, both of these I teams think they, can I, I, score. Go ahead, Sahan. I'll go ahead. And... No, no, go ahead. And... <laughs> okay, well, okay. So both of these teams can score the ball uh, very well. They can put lots of points on the board. But that being said, the uh, Chiefs just have too many weapons, like uh, Patrick Mahomes, Tyree Kill, Travis Kelsey. Very difficult to beat those guys in a shootout. So I got to go with the Chiefs here.
1: Fair point. It's a very fair point. Sahan, you want to add on to that? No, you are
3: I think as I said before the Chiefs uh looked vulnerable but to be honest I think the same can go for the Bills okay throughout the regular season not in the beginning because in the beginning I think they're still developing with that especially with the Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs connection but near yeah. the end they seemed unstoppable but in the playoffs I know that they won both games and I know um that you know they're in the AFC championship Honestly, like, I know that the Colts blew that game. But honestly, during the, like, wild card – okay, stop it, Andy. But during that wild card game, I honestly think the Bills, once again, like, they looked really vulnerable. Because, to be honest, the Colts, like, I wasn't expecting them to win. But I didn't expect them to get that close. I thought they were going to get blown out by the Bills offense. But to be honest, I, saw the, I thought the Bills offense, you know, came to a standstill almost at a certain point. The only reason why I feel like the Bills, like, moved past is because the Colts screwed that game up in the last few drives. And, again, uh, with the uh, Ravens and Bills game, once again, I think, like, I saw the offense, the Bills offense come to a standstill. So I don't really know. But I think, to be honest, the Chiefs are going to win this one because, as Anu said,
4: in a shootout, um, you know, the Chiefs just have too many weapons. I'm going to take Sahan spot on. Uh, we all talk about the Bills <laughs> offense and how much Stefan Diggs done this year, but Bills don't run the ball. Devin Singletary has not run the ball enough this year. And you're playing Patrick Mahomes, you want to control that clock. You want to take <laughs> as much time as you can. And that Bills offense cannot win this game against Patrick Mahomes if Devin Singletary doesn't come to the party. But you know what I will be doing, party. regardless who wins or loses, I'm going to be smashing tables. For Bill Mafia, Bills Mafia, if they do win this game, Dude, really you're you're
1: it. in an ex- incredibly Indian family. You're, they're not going to let you do that. Yeah, you're going to get your butt beat. <laughs> <the record>. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I think I. We all want the Bills. I think we all want the Bills to win. We all want the. I up- mean, players. I do. I, I want a State
4: Farm Super Bowl, but I think I'm trying, trying to, to see. I'm trying Max. to see Chief Packers if the Packers oh, win.
1: Yeah, that's fact. I'm
5: trying to see Chief Packers. Patrick Mahomes against. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Holmes, probably the next uh, Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. So, like, let's see, like old school versus new school. I'm excited. I'll, I'll be excited for that matchup if it happens. Um, like I said, when I say stuff is going to be the game of the year, it's, it turns out to be really bad. So I think it's going to be a really really crappy game. Um, but yeah, that's... I'm going to right. to win this.
0: All right. So we got some new head coaching hires. First of all, let's start with the Jets. Robert Sala got hired. Former defensive coordinator for the 49ers. Correct. I like to hire. I don't know if he'd be a great head coach, but I like him as a defensive coordinator. So we'll see. Uh
1: huh. Yeah, I think I think it's a good move. This was probably the best head coaching move in my opinion that's happened thus far. Um, oh, the yeah, best solid. candidate on the market. Yeah, dude, he was a beast. He was an absolute beast of, in um, San Francisco. He was he made that 49ers defense dominant, especially as we saw in that that Packers game. That was kind of depressing, but um, yeah, they That's were funny they were... to be honest. Okay. Nine. Okay. Bears fan, but yeah, it was, it was rough, but the 49ers defense was good mainly because of him. So it's interesting. I'll be interested to see how the Jets do, especially, I mean, they don't have too much talent on the defensive side. Um, we'll see what they do in this draft and free agency, but I think Robert Salah is a very good move for them.
5: I'm going to agree with you. Um, even, like, even while the 49ers had multiple players injured, obviously they traded force Buckner to the Colts. Mm-hmm. Um, so they lost arguably their best defensive player. Um, so, like, with, with the lack of talent they had this year on that side of the ball, they were still pretty good. Right. Um, obviously they shut down that high-octane offense of the Cardinals. Obviously they trailed off towards the end. But, like, they were doing really well um, towards the beginning of the season. So they had a lot of talent on the, that side of the ball. And they still shut them down.
1: Um yeah.
5: So, I think this is a good hire. I mean, he's a big culture guy. Obviously, Matt Nagy is too,
0: but,
1: like, yeah. Yeah. Well, we all know how that worked out. Yeah, we all know how that worked out.
0: <laughs> all right, Anush, what do you think about the Eagles hiring Nick Serrani, the former Colts offensive coordinator? Nick um, Sirianni. This is
2: a good move for them because <laughs> right, um, Frank Reich used to be on their coaching staff when they won the Super Bowl and when Carson Wentz played his best year and then now they get someone that worked with Frank Reich from the Colts right. so I think that's a good move for them
1: yeah, yeah.
0: I agree I mean I'll really I, gonna I think, be a battle? oh sorry Andy
1: no no, no you I, I was just gonna say like I'm interested to see like how that quarterback situation kind of plays out you know um dude that's literally what I was gonna say <laughs> I yeah because um I, I know Anush you mentioned um how uh, they were there with uh, when Carson Wentz was at his prime, but I mean we don't know the future of that Eagles quarterback. We don't know. I mean, we know Jalen Hurts had played really well towards the end of this year. He had huge flashes of potential. And, and Carson Wentz is sh- um, showing his, like, he's been pretty bad. And he also hasn't played well. So, and, I mean, they, they said that it's, it's, like, open for competition, but I'm not really sure um, who's going to be the QB1 heading into week one next year. It'll be interesting.
4: I, you I just
0: give,
4: think uh, I was just gonna say I think you give Carson Wentz another chance. Um, nope, but nope, if Carson nope. Wentz doesn't deliver, I think Jalen Hurts is a really good option. I mean, the what the, the way he beat um he beat the Saints in his first real game as starter. Mm-hmm. Um, I really think that Jalen Hurts has shown tremendous potential. Um, he's been one of the great QBs. There have been a lot of great rookie QBs this year, Justin Herbert, but I really think Jalen Hurts. Could be the future in Philadelphia, but if you are going to not play Carson Wentz, give him to a different team because I'm sure a lot of teams are looking for quarterbacks right now. And he's a great, he's a starter wherever
2: he goes. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Wherever
2: he goes, I mean, there's, I mean, I, mean, like I, mean, I said he's I mean, like, like, better like, He's
5: on that, he's on that big, big contract. So you don't give him that big of a contract to not give him at least one more chance. Otherwise, right. you're you're probably eating right. a lot of cap when you trade him. Uh, you're gonna probably gonna have a dead cap hit. Um, yeah. So, like, you got to give him at least one more shot. Obviously, they have probably have a pretty good backup plan if it doesn't work with Jalen Hurts. Um, but, yeah, I think he deserved one more shot. This was kind of a bad year. He really did not have any sort of an O-line. We even saw that when Jalen Hurts played. He was pretty much just scrambling for his life pretty much the entire time. You have a bunch sure. of wide receivers who are incredibly inconsistent. Miles Sanders was inconsistent. Hurst um, was
1: horrible
5: this year. <laughs> like, absolutely. Trash, so like, wasn't he like half
1: injured though? Yeah, he was injured. Okay,
5: he's still terrible. Yeah, he (laughs) he was still bad. Um, so like, like, he was like a a top five tight
0: end last season, right? Or
5: no, what? This year, he was pretty much showed no effort. Um, even on Twitter, you'd see Philadelphia fans just complaining about his effort constantly. So I think that's kind of a problem. But maybe with Doug Peterson fired, maybe that'll change. He'll play better under a new coach. Yeah, um, but let's let's see if they can get Carson Wentz or Dylan Hurd some weapons and then. And then we can decide it's
0: gonna Yeah, happen. for sure. All right. Sure. So Falcons, another new coach hire, hire mm-hmm. Arthur Smith from the Titans offensive coordinator. Yeah. So what do you guys think about that?
1: Um, you know, I, I rescind my previous statement about, um, Robert Salah being the best hire, because I think this, this hire was probably the best one. Really? The, the, Interesting. Yes, dude. The Falcons, they, they've been struggling and, um, the Titans, Arthur Smith was a key reason for that offense. I mean, I know we know um, Derrick Henry obviously was probably the biggest part, but that offense with Ryan Tannehill when they brought him in and when Arthur Smith actually started to like take over, like they were they were great. They were probably, I would say probably like top six or top five offenses. I think they're ranked plan. the
5: best offenses here. Yeah,
1: yeah, they just had a great all around offense when everyone's healthy. So I think this this um. This hire, honestly, I I think it potentially saved the Falcons, but the Falcons' biggest need is their defense right now. Like their offense, they have playmakers, but their defense yeah. is just they can't they can't do anything. They couldn't guard a park car, but I, I like this hire <laughs> as far as as far as I can see, it's a pretty decent hire. I yeah,
4: gonna put a I think take the table. I think Falcons are a playoff team after this hire. Oh, oh. Okay,
1: that's, that's I don't think honest.
0: that. I don't think that. Yeah. I don't think I no, don't think it's that. A they they
4: sure. lost seven one score games without like any leadership or any head coach last year. I mean, like Dan Quinn was terrible. They were 0-6 with him.
5: You have to I keep really in bad. mind, like they're probably going to – they might trade some of their best players. Obviously, Matt Ryan might be gone. Yeah. Scooter, um, Julio, it's pretty unknown right now what they're going to do. Julio Jones, I mean, I doubt they trade him, but like it's definitely a possibility at this point
4: without, mm-hmm. with like,
5: they're not in a position to contend at all,
4: so I'm not I think saying it's, they're going it to get any. I'm just saying them. they'll at least make the playoffs. With seven teams making it, I think they're one of the seven.
1: That's fair, that's fair. I mean, we'll see. I mean, the NFC is a little bit weaker, Um, obviously, since we know because the Bears made it, they're very weak conference but Um, (laughs) no bias They got yeah no bias no bias it's just the bears suck okay bears are terrible yeah the falcons they they can they can make it they got a chance all
0: right so urban meyer from osc he's the only college coach to get hired this year and Mm -hmm. he's gonna be the new jags coach i thought i thought this was really interesting hire i was kind of surprised by it but yeah what do you guys think
2: uh, it's a decent move because they have the most draft picks. Like they have a lot of young talent on that team. And then Meyer being a college coach can obviously coach young talent. So I think that kinda of works out for them.
1: Yeah. Trevor Lawrence. Facts. I mean he went eighteen years as a division one head coach. He went hundred and eighty seven and thirty-two. And I mean, we know he's a winner, Um, but I mean we can like the past in the past it, it's been it's just that college coaches really haven't had a lot of success in the NFL. So uh, it, it'll be interesting to see if this if Urban Meyer can kind of change um, that, that reputation that college coaches have for when they switch over.
5: This is definitely a risky hire, in my opinion. I know they gave him a pretty big contract. I think it was like, I want to say $12 million a year, which kind of looks similar to that Gruden contract. And obviously, like, that hasn't worked out too well. Yeah. Um like I've seen some things like apparently he like says he has health concerns whenever he whenever his team isn't performing too well. And I don't know what he's going to expect with the Jaguars cuz like they're the worst team in the league arguably. Um but maybe Trevor Lawrence can transform that franchise. Let's see what happens.
1: Yeah. It'll be interesting. Who knows. This draft will, will be big for them, honestly. Depends on who yeah, they Yeah, they need
0: to make big moves. I agree. agree. Yeah.
1: All right. Yeah.
0: The last the last head coach hire, Brandon uh, Staley, uh, Rams, de- Staley, my bad. I don't <laughs> know about all these names, man, but the Rams defensive coordinator definitely a stud. Cause that defense was so good this season. So yeah. What do you guys think?
1: Uh, it'll, it, it I think it'll depend honestly, because, um, the chargers are a very pretty young team. Obviously they're missing, um, I can't remember what was the safety's name again. Uh, that that like towards the Derwin, ACL James. Derwin, Derwin James. Yeah, Derwin. Yeah. So they they have Derwin and Joey Bosa, um, and they've. I think Melvin had, Ingram too. Yeah, Melvin Ingram is old. He's old, but he's still pretty good. Yeah. Good, but they they have some good defensive pieces. So I think honestly, this hire is pretty decent. Honestly, because Brandon State is a very good defensive head coach, and the Chargers' offense is already pretty decent. Um, and obviously, Anthony Lynn probably has the IQ of a burnt potato. but This, this offense can be really good um, when, if, it's, if they have a good coach. And I think Brandon Staley, hopefully, even though he's a DC, I think he'll hopefully be able to bring some stability to that team.
5: To be honest, I don't know if this is the best fit for the Chargers team. Obviously, their strength is offense, and you want you want Justin Herbert to take it to that next level. So I'm kind of surprised they didn't go with a more offensive-minded coach. But obviously, like, you had that Rams defense be absolutely transformed. So who knows? Maybe it'll work out. But, like, with the recent recent D- DCs that have been hired as coaches, hasn't really worked out. We saw it with Big Bangio. I mean, Broncos are pretty terrible. Um, obviously, you had Mike Rabel. Obviously, his team's good, but his defense is pretty trash. So, I'm surprised they didn't go a more offensive route, but we'll see what happens. Mm -hmm.
0: My thoughts on this are, like, Herbert was good with a bad coach already at offense. So, like, if anything, their defense needs work. And I think he'll be fine because, like, I think this dude's a good coach. Like, I don't really know much about, like, coaching, I'll be honest. But Ram's defense is really good. So, he must have done something right this season at least. So, all right. So, now we're going to transition to my favorite part of this podcast, Hot takes. Mm. Uh, yes, first sir. hot take. First hot take. Does Matthew Stafford make the Colts a contender? I think we all know who put this one in, but Sahan, would you like to speak on it?
3: Yes. I truly believe that this isn't even a hot take. I think this is a real thing. I get yeah. that. I get that. <laughs> there's a lot of talent in the AFC, and the AFC is like really stacked this year and it's probably going to be stacked next year as well but I honestly think that the Colts were a QB away being Super Bowl contenders. Phil Rivers did really good this season, to be honest. Outperformed my expectations after coming off like a horrendous last season uh, in L.A. with the Chargers. But I think the Colts are really well-rounded. and I think with having Matthew Stafford and drafting a wide receiver uh, O-line, we can really have a profound, like, impact on the playoff implications because Matthew Stafford's a playmaker, and that's all really needed. Rivers, Rivers is good, but he's not really a playmaker. You know, he, he can get the job done most of the times. Matthew Stafford is just that next level, so that's why I really think the Colts can be Super Bowl contenders.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I agree with some of your points. I don't know. I think I think Super Bowl is a little bit of a, of a stretch. stretch. I don't know if they're that that up there i think their offense still has some some holes um especially probably with that that wide receiver core they don't um and then obviously we know the two running backs um have potential but i think that team is just they have potential but I, I don't know if they're built to be a contender yet i think i think they have a chance but stafford does make them considerably considerably better especially since he's a big upgrade over uh philip rivers so, yeah, I can see it happening, but I think it's a little bit of stretch.
5: I think the, like, the thing you have to consider is if you trade for Matthew Stafford, you're taking on that huge, huge contract. Mm-hmm. And we don't really know if Matthew Stafford is a winner. Like, he hasn't really won anything. Obviously, that's that's probably because the, the Lions organization hasn't supported him well. But, like, aside from that, he hasn't won anything. So, right. I think it'll be interesting to see how it works out. I've said this multiple times. I think they need, like, a big-time, big-time wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't have that on the roster yet, too. I hilton has been pretty inconsistent. Michael Pittman, he had some flashes, but obviously I don't know if he's going to be that number one like wide receiver, that true number one wide receiver. Um, so, like, I would like to see them try and get Julio Jones if he does become available Ooh. or maybe even a player like Juju. I know people hate on him, but he's still a pretty good wide receiver. Um, yeah. So, let, let's see. I, like, I've said this multiple times. I think I need, they need a
4: superstar on that side of the ball to really take him over the top. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm going to say getting Matthew Stafford will make the Colts will make the AFC so much more competitive. I mean, but as long as Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs are in the AFC, calling Colts Super Bowl contender might be a stretch. Um, I, I would bet on Patrick Mahomes having it every single year. Mm-hmm. But I think Matthew Stafford makes the Colts the Bills of this year. Um, much more dominant. Like, they're a force, and the Colts have an amazing run game. They have great uh, wide receivers. They have a defense that stepped up this year. Their offensive line needs to get stop getting holding calls. But besides that, I think the Colts are in for a really good year if they get Matthew Stafford.
1: Yes. they' win that
0: Packers game, though, would it?
1: Okay, okay, Sahan. Okay, okay. Who's, who's in the in playoffs?
0: playoffs yeah, who's in the playoffs? Hey! All right, wait. My thoughts. You guys are kind of. I feel like overrating Matthew Stafford. Like he's good. Like he's nah, good.
1: Nah, nah. I think nah, you guys are nah, slightly
0: nah. overrating him though.
1: No. Like, come nah, on, nah, nah.
3: No, he's, he's not. He's just been in a bad situation. Um, I remember the one that one. Okay, just look at the stats, bro. Like forty-five thousand. I think I saw stats. It was like. Like, 45,000 yards and, like, less than some interceptions. Only two people in the history of the NFL have it. That's Aaron Rodgers yeah, and Matthew Stafford. two. Matthew Stafford, he is talented. He just doesn't have the supporting cast around him, and he's been stuck in Detroit his entire career.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: That's
1: fair.
0: Okay, but, like – okay, I get that, but, like, I don't think – okay, actually, I don't know. Colts do have a really good defense, <laughs> so Maybe Adam Tim to, to the team does make them Super Bowl contenders. Eh, but the, even – then like the wide receiver core of the Colts son huh, you have to agree it's like like it's like mid. not that great it's like mid i think i it is
3: mid but i think that rivers had a big step down like going from the chargers to the colts in terms of wide receiver core like going from like Keenan Allen to the main man being ty Hilton, who's been pretty inconsistent this year you mm-hmm. know and he Bad. still made it work He still made it work. Well, to be honest, he got 700 yards this year. He uh, started really picking it up at the end because he's dealing with some uh, injuries in the beginning. But to be honest, like Philip Rivers made it work. Like he actually, uh, I think, top the culture top ten in passing offense or top fifteen around there. So like I know that's
1: like half, but like still, like you know, the definition of mid.
3: Yeah, but like, (laughs) like, I'm pretty sure they're top ten. Like I saw that statistic somewhere. But, like, you know, if Phil Rivers can make it work, like, I think Matthew Stafford can make it work. And obviously, uh, Chris Ballard, I think, you know, he can draft a wide receiver in the draft, and he's really good at doing so. So I think if they put their focus on getting a wide receiver, they can easily get it done. So,
5: yeah,
1: yeah.
5: A I think it's fair to question, though, like, is this really going to make much of a difference? Because, like, I have the stats here. Phil Rivers threw 24 TDs, 11 touchdowns, 4,000 yards. And then Matt Stafford had 26 and 10 with around 400. 400- 4,500 yards. So, is it really going to push them over the top and take them to that next level? Personally, I don't think so. I still think they need
0: one more piece, but we'll see what happens.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's fair.
0: All right. Next hot take. All right. This is Nines. Uh yes, Embiid for MVP. Yes, I personally sir. don't. I, I think he's like, yeah, like you guys were saying, top three, but like he's debatably not even the best in his position. So, like, you have to be like definitively the best in your position for me. In my opinion, for you, for you to get the MVP vote,
1: so yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, um, i myself, I'm I'm a huge Jokic fan, man. I love Jokic. That's my boy. And honestly, I think I think Jokic is better than a bead right now. Like this man That's... is out here, dude. He's a god. He's just out here. You, you you give him the ball at the top of the key, he will literally make anything happen. He can. The he thing is with Jokic,
5: he kind of pass it like he can score. He has a lot of opportunities to score and he just chooses to pass the ball sometimes, which is kind of like, I've seen, I've seen it a lot on social media where like, they're kind of frustrated with his play sometimes because he's a little too passive and he decides to pass the ball. Sometimes Obviously, he's still amazing, but like, I think, I think in terms of play style, I think Joe Embiid is probably one of the most dominant players in the NBA. He can pretty much do it all. Um, and he's having an amazing season, and obviously, like a lot of uh, Philadelphia, a lot of Philadelphia's uh, team has COVID right now, and they're still winning. So, uh, I mean, obviously, it's a hot. It's supposed to be a hot take, so I don't know if it's actually going to happen. But like, if if Joel continues this trend and carries that team to um, a good playoff seed, I think I think he's going to be MVP.
2: That's reasonable. Him. I mean, this is like a, oh. a putting up like twenty seven points per game, like. 50% from the field and sixers were the first seed that's definitely reasonable. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But I think you know I think there are other more viable options. Obviously Jokic um but I think KD that's a big one. Obviously um the Nets on uh, haven't been looking very good but KD's out here averaging probably like 30 30 something. Um and he he looks like his old self honestly. He looks back to normal and he he I think if he continues to play the, at the way he is, averaging 30, then he's got a good shot. And if the Nets, uh, you know, get it get it together, I think he's probably got a, a much better shot than Embiid does.
0: Yeah, I mean, I just think like like nine. What you're saying, your criticism of Jokic, like I feel like that's just like not really a fair criticism because he's still like he's just passive. Like I don't know if that's like that like fair of a criticism because like he's still getting the ball in the basket a good amount, right? <laughs> and you know he is a passive player but that's kind of part of his like play style he's kind of like a playmaker know, I'm that's just like saying, he's super still tall. an
5: amazing amazing player but like there are opportunities where i see he has he had he has a wide open lane he can easily shoot the ball but he just decides to like he just decides to pass it and when you when you're the leader of the team at some point you have to start putting the ball in the basket no matter who it is like at some point you just got to take you just got to put the put the game in your hands and start shooting Yeah, yeah um, he- yeah, he, he,
1: he does, I mean, I think the biggest, the most criticism, most glaring criticism of Jokic, other than you know, how, how slow he actually is, um, <laughs> and how bad he <laughs> is, how bad he is in like the pick and roll on defense. Um, it it's probably his, his turnovers, honestly. He makes, you know, obviously he's a gifted passer, but I, I question some of the decisions he makes. At, like I touched on, you know, he does kind of um pass up a few certain shots like a few times a game and he tries, you know, kind of force it in um, and and make things happen. So I think that's probably his biggest knock. And I think if he can shave the turnovers down from four to maybe, like, two, I think he'll be fine.
3: Also, like, another thing, and just in terms of, like, MVP, like the MVP race, you know, um, because it's not just about statistics and how they're playing. It's also about the team. Uh, I think that, like, I think Embiid is – like, number one in the MVP race right now over Jokic, because they have comparable statistics, you know, comparable dominance, but Embiid's team is doing much better than Nuggets are. The Nuggets are doing, Nuggets are talented, but they haven't been doing as well as the 76ers have been doing this year. Mm -hmm. And to be honest, after the 76ers, like, really disappointing season last year, I thought that they're kind of screwed for the future, but, like, looking at them playing this season, like, I think, like, I mean, we've said this in the past, but I think they have a right future ahead especially yeah. with guys like tobias harris actually like playing pretty decently and you know Jokic. i mean, not Jokic, uh Embiid <laughs> having his mvp caliber season but yeah and they
0: obviously yeah. hit I on thought- the
5: draft pick with maxi who's had a really good season so i'm mm-hmm. liking their team right
0: now i thought they were gonna blow the team up honestly after last season like potentially it's pretty like, hard dude i mean i guess like that tobias harris contract super huge like yeah. He secured the bag there, but, you know, uh, I thought I thought Ben Simmons was for sure gone, but, you know, he's here to stay, I guess. But anyways, now Andy kind of touched on the Nets, but what do you... He Like a hot take that I think Andy said, right, was the Nets yeah. weren't going to make it past the Eastern Conference Finals, which I right. don't know where this is coming from, right? They just came together, you know. They're obviously going to have chemistry issues. That's why they lost the last two games, in my opinion. But I think they're going to bounce back and they're going to win it all this year. Cap
1: so, yeah. cap. Listen, listen. They have no defense and they have no bench. That those are two key things that you need to to make a deep playoff run. Eventually, those that core 3 and not just the core 3, the starting 5, they're going to get tired down the road. You need to have quality players that can, you know, substitute in for them, you know, near the end of games and also near the end of the season. You know, it's a long season, 70 plus games. Obviously a little shorter this year, but they need, they need that depth, and they just don't yeah. have that right now. They've got a bunch of no-names coming off the bench. Um, and then, the, you know, they 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 just don't. And the defense, man, getting rid of Jared Allen was a huge mistake. I know they had to had to do it to get um, James Harden, but that was a huge mistake. I don't mistake. really know
5: if they needed to do it because I don't know how the Cavs were, like, kind of involved in that trade. I don't know why they shouldn't make an exclusive trade with the Rockets. Obviously, I don't know the exact details right. of the trade, but, like, Jared a really, really, really good defensive center, and you kind of just, like, gave him up for pretty much, I think, a second-round pick or something like that. Yeah. So Rip, I, Rip Jared what Allen's
0: career. He's on the Cavs. Dude, he's Cavs been bowling. He yeah, he's been playing low. He's
1: The Cavs
0: are 8-7. Cavs are not going to sustain it, dude. There's no chance.
1: Like dude, I, I, I he's, playing,
0: he's playing out of his mind right now, but there's no way that's, that's sustainable. Okay, like, here's the I thing. Don't I don't
5: think stuff. it matters that they're they're not going to sustain it because their young players are developing, and that's all that matters for that team. And Correct. like, okay, if Colin Sexton can take on three superstars by himself, like pause, that's pause. big time. Okay, shut up, shut up. Um, <laughs> resume. If that's big time potential <laughs> right there, like if you can, if you can do that, like you're you're gonna be really good. Obviously, like he sells to play the rest of the career, but that's a pretty impressive thing to do. Not many uh-huh. people can do it.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah and the then... young core, you know, Colin Sexton, Darius Garland. You oh know what boy. I'm you know the name, but... Uh, yeah, Sex you know land!
1: But, um, yeah, yeah, Go, going back to the Nets, um, they basically gave up Jared Allen, and then their only replacement is DeAndre Jordan, who really can't do anything except dunk the ball.
0: Washed. And,
1: yeah, he, he's washed. He's washed. So, I think the, the Nets, man, I, I, I don't know what they were thinking. I think they would be much better off with just um Kyrie and KD, honestly. They didn't even give it what probably 10-15 games for that duo to develop and now they're adding in another um another piece of that and another ball dominant piece so it I just don't think they're gonna be able to sustain you know this um, three-headed uh, dragon and the defense and bench is just a huge weakness that I think the good teams like the Bucks 76ers um Celtics even Pacers I think they're all gonna exploit that weakness they all have much deeper and better Dude, teams.
0: The thing is, Harden. Okay, yeah, he's ball dominant, but he. Sh- I don't know if you guys were watching the game today, but he showed that he can pass the ball pretty well. So <laughs> he's been passing like well, I mean, well.
5: They beat. They beat. Who did they beat today? Who did they play? Uh, the uh, Heat. I think the Heat, right? And he don't have. They don't have. They, they have don't Jimmy have Butler. Butler, and and they and they only went one by four, right? And they still allowed like hundred and twenty-four points, like. <laughs>
0: Come on, dude. they are not.
5: Come come on. They okay, are I'm not a- saying
0: about their defense. First of all, okay, basketball like nowadays, in my opinion, is mostly offensive based. So like, yeah, defense is very important. Don't get me wrong. But
1: no, no, no. See, the right. thing I is, like,
0: disagree. But no, no, no.
1: Because you, you're right about it. You're right that it's all offense based, which is why you need a good defense, like a solid defense. It doesn't even have to be good. A solid defense because everyone can score. So now it's like now all the offenses are at like the same level, right? Where everyone's putting up like 120, 130 points per game. So now you need a defense to kind of to kind of balance that out and give you that advantage because we know everyone's gonna score. So I think the defense is really what makes it, especially in this day and age. So and the Nets don't have that, which is I don't think that's why they're not gonna go far.
0: I just like I, I don't that- agree with the oh sorry. Well, No, I I was just saying like I think like you brought the
3: point that like James Harden is like if you see him he's still like he's a good passer. He's not necessarily a ball dominant player. Like just goes back to the fact that they only have like three like real good players on their team. (laughs) Like they lost Spencer Dinwiddie. Okay. They have two top five
0: players on their team right now. Like that's a bunch of bombs. All right.
3: And those two and those two top five players can only play so many minutes in a game. Right. Okay. Katie just came off a seat, like a injury that took him out for a season. Kyrie. I mean, I'm not really sure. Like Kyrie's good. Obviously. I'm not sure if he can play like 40 minutes, 38 minutes per game. James Harden can, but the thing is, it just, it just goes down to the defense and the depth that they lack. Like, you know, you need that in the playoffs. And I honestly agree with Andy's like point, like all these uh, Eastern conference teams are going to exploit that. Right, right. Yeah.
0: I think like, someone's it, gonna step up. Like someone will step up on that team. I'm calling it right now. Maybe, who like,
1: who? Do you know anyone? Do you know anyone? No, but
0: like there always is like a couple of players every year that step up. Nah, you have to agree with me on that. That's like, They're gonna be I mean, no, even though the Bulls, even though the Bulls have been god
5: awful, but I mean like in the past they've
0: been like meh
5: this season. No, I'm saying for the past couple of seasons, but before that, like literally we traded away our best backup point guard nearly every year and we found a new one. Um, so, like, people can develop, and people, like, they get better in new roles. So, like, let's see what
1: happens. I don't know about that, man. Like, they just – I mean, you want, what, Bruce Brown Jr., Timothy Luau-Cavaro, Reggie Perry. Pretty solid. It's pretty solid. You're going to depend on. on those to win you a playoff game? Like, you, you, you're going to take harder I mean, than Kyrie. And- James right, those and, are not going to uh, win you the playoff Harry game. And, the superstars
5: uh, win you the playoff game at the end of the Yes,
1: day. but superstars can't play. They cannot sustain that. They, they're not going to be able to play 45 minutes a game. Like, they just, that's not human of them, especially after the long season. So, I think in the playoffs, it's just, it, it's done so. They're not getting past the, the semifinals, honestly. At least that's what yeah, I
2: think. To me, they've been struggling because they've played, what, five games? I mean, they need more time. Like, yeah, for sure. Definitely. I mean, by the time the playoffs are all around, they'll be fine. They'll get it all figured out and they will yeah. possibly Cap. make the finals.
0: Cap.
1: I don't know
0: about that. Let's we'll see what happens. I think. I mean, I it, think so. like,
2: we're being kind of
1: reactionary, so like. Yeah, that's true. It's a little too early.
0: All right, let's conclude now. All right, uh, so this was the Ignore the Whistle podcast. Thank you. See ya. Bye.
1: Adios.